0: Awesome, everybody. Good morning. You're watching This Is Mornings with Cody. Always is is what it is podcast. I brought in the best cap in the world to be with me this morning. Tyler, TJ Banks. How you doing, man?
1: Yo, man, Cody, I appreciate you featuring me on this podcast with you, man. No problem. Anytime. Look, we're gonna go down. We're gonna cover the ladies' greatest sports. I
0: hope you had a fantastic weekend, a fantastic Mother's Day. But I have some issues because a lot has happened from bad MVP selections to you know Gangsters Paradise now ruining the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh to LeBron and AD. You, I, to me, they're gonna take the Denver Nuggets. I'm calling it and people don't want to say it, but I'm calling it in four. I'm gonna be I'm gonna go risky on this all the way to the breakup of the dynasty i see it coming it's just a matter of time But before i get into it just a quick word from our
1: sponsors there's a hero in all of us waiting to
0: be unleashed all it takes is just that one last
1: push activate the hero within with cbmk global supplements all natural steroid free designed to enhance performance build muscle and increase energy you are unstoppable You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cvmkglobal.store.
0: Guys, you know what you got to do. www.cvmkglobal.store where the best protein is available. Also subscribe to the YouTube page, CVMK. All oh, basically, you just put a CBNK on the internet, Google search. You're going to find something is what it is, underscore show, CBNK Global, CBNK33. Look, I want to start here. Joel Embiid <laughs> is a thorn in my side. A, this is my gripe. Before we move to the the, the presentation aspect of it, to be seven one, to be over 300 pounds, you have made zero improvements as a professional from a team. You've won on stats that didn't matter. It's like empty calories. And then when it's time for the playoffs, when it's time to perform and to show everybody really who is the best, you come up short. You come up short to an aged Al Horford, a, I don't know where to place, uh, Robert. You know, like, I don't know. You know, like, they don't really, you know what I'm saying? Let's like, sound like a big man's name. You know, like, you're supposed to be the league MVP. And you just showed everyone why, It has been a disaster from Harden coming there, getting traded for Vince Simmons. To the point, when do you start holding yourself accountable? What are your thoughts on it, B?
1: Oh, man. So it's hard for me to not call him a fraud right now, uh, based off of what we've seen. Like he had great numbers in the regular season. um, But I believe, one, they were quite inflated uh, because I haven't seen a big man that's seven foot plus. 300 plus pounds end up on the ground the way that he does in like a, a flailing motion. Mm-hmm. And he, hits, he averages probably about eight to 10 free throws a game with points. So it's like, hey, when you're averaging 33 points um, and a lot of it's coming from fouls, from sometimes flopping fouls, sometimes those aren't given in the playoffs. And we saw that drop off tremendously uh, in this series. I think throughout the entire playoffs, uh, he averaged 22 or 23 points. And we have never seen an MVP fall off that hard true. from the regular season to the playoffs. Like, we're only talking a, a few weeks. That's true. And, like, I understand he had a little bit of injury and missed one game. But we're talking about all the games that he was healthy. They swept Brooklyn. They came in, took took Boston a seven. I think either way, that series should have been put away in either five or six because they won without him in the first game. And now we're just seeing someone flail around. Like, I haven't seen that big of a fall off in a while. It's hard to remember back when.
0: Is it is it a combination? And this is what I said. If you have undisciplined and you partnered with uh, undisciplined, you just get more undisciplined. And to me, I'm not saying James Harden isn't disciplined. But everywhere James has gone, it's been the same story. Like he's prolific, regular season, high volume shooter, step back threes. And now it just seems like um a, a bad song, you know, like a bad wrestling take. You know, shout out to Charles. It just seems like a bad just being where is this is is the process over?
1: Oh, the process is definitely over. To me, I, I believe it's over. Um, So, James Harden, a phenomenal talent. I'm actually a fan of James Harden. Was a big fan of him when I lived in Houston for several years. And would even go uh, see the Rockets play. But he's always been a person that's phenomenally talented and gifted. But it feels like he doesn't care enough about his craft to take him to the next level of elitism. Um, Like, I feel that he's great on the court. but. Off the court antics are kind of reminiscent of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> like, he, like he's hanging, he's hanging out in the in the clubs. He's leaving, going to Vegas during the playoffs or right before the playoffs. Um, he's hanging with little baby at all the fashion events and music events. I mean, I think his time in Philly is about to be. I'm I'm pretty sure that he's packing up and going back uh, to a state that doesn't have an income tax
0: is doc is doc here to stay or are we gonna see doc on another team soon
1: i think doc's about to be out of there i saw a stat that said he has lost 10 game sevens yeah which is the most of any coach in history um and the only franchise in the nba that has lost more game sevens than doc rivers is the 76ers believe it or not it's crazy (laughs) so it's like a two for one right there um I think we'll be seeing Doc appear somewhere else pretty soon. But this this whole process that we have been waiting on and trusting on since 2014, when Joel entered the league, I mean, he got his MVP and said, all right, that's it. That's what I wanted.
0: (laughs) The process ended with the trophy. Look, I found this video. I found this video, and I want want to start here on this free station. I have never – I mean, I've seen bad press conferences. I, you know, you know, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Everybody, you know, when, when you lose, you're not in the right uh, headspace to always say something that is going to come off right and is going to age well, right? Uh, but the lack of committal, like just commitment from the body language standpoint, really kind of rubs the viewer, the fan, the wrong way. Uh, I want to share this, and I want to discuss uh, from the beginning on where is the proof. MVP style. Let's check this body language out.
2: Joe, earlier Doc said that he thinks that this loss, the way that you guys lost here, diminishes what you guys accomplished this season. Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, uh, man, you could say that I uh, man goes in by my- However many points we did goes by, uh, that's not us, doesn't um, represent us, but I thought know, obviously they played well and uh, we, just, you know, we just found um, you know, the ball night to cope, uh, all of us, you know, you know we just missed a lot of shots, uh, a lot of wide open ones all, all game long. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we, um, you know, a lot of guys on this team that fought the whole year, and I appreciate appreciate them uh, for that. And, uh, you know, we all fought. Um, I, thought, I thought for the most part, you know, we played hard, and, you know, we all cared about winning. Um, but, you know, tonight, you know, obviously, <coughs> against one, I think, you know, that probably, that's the best thing in the league. Um, you know they're so talented, and you know they and, and they got they got a lot of guys.
0: You know that can play. So okay, let's stop here. So there's a lot to unpack just in that first minute. Where um, our shots weren't falling. I believe Embiid had was it 15? Yeah. Yeah. So who? I, I guess looking, I get it. Jason Tatum put on an amazing performance of 51. But in a closeout game, in a game seven, whose shots need to fall? Because Harden, I think, had eight.
1: Yeah, I believe Harden had eight or nine. Right. Um, But in a game seven, your superstars have to step up. They have to. I think later in this clip, Joel talks about what was I supposed to do? It's just me and James. Right. But it's like, hold on now. If you and James are hooping, y'all don't get ran out the building like that. But y'all weren't hooping. Tyrese Maxey led y'all in scoring. Yes, he I believe PJ Tucker might have had more points. Uh, Joel was like the third or fourth uh, in the in line of scoring for the for his team. And James Harden passed up on opportunities that Ben Simmons would have taken. <laughs> like I noticed at least three different plays where James beat his man had a wide open lane to the hole, and then passed up a layup. And I'm like, that's not James Harden. That's right. an easy floater. That's easy two points for him. Like, you can't say it's just me and James Hooping, and right. y'all combine for less than 25 points. And the star player on the other team has over 50. <laughs> and the second star player on the other team has 25. Like, right. you, you can't say that.
0: <laughs> and then the mocking. I thought the most disrespectful thing is that, like, somebody said, this is not failure, and then grins. Like, when Giannis lost, he admitted. He said he should have performed better. He didn't point fingers. Uh, he didn't say, well, I was injured. He just said, hey, look, we got beat. It, it is what it is. We took a step back. But it's part of the journey. And then he said something Jordan didn't win all the time in the 80s. And B kind of snuggles and says, you know... <laughs> This wasn't a failure you know uh i just think from a band's perspective Embiid makes you upset because you look at somebody who has all the physical gifts to be unstoppable almost like a shack 2.0 and doesn't i mean like I, at least to me give 110 percent like you get to me the when i say the harold's chicken version of joel b what i mean is Like you know, I just don't feel like if you follow Joel around, it's like, man, he's got a you know, dietitian. Joel is the first one in the gym, last one in the gym. You know, he's got a gym in his house. I feel like Joel is like a master at Call of Duty because he's so skilled and he knows you can't mess with him. He's just gonna do COD type stuff.
1: Mm, Interesting. Um, so I want to comment on a few things that you said. Okay, one. I think it's a different level of leadership that's presented in the star players. Um, We're talking about Joel Embiid, who is now an MVP um, who really leans into the name Joel, the troll. I think he's trying to lean into that lane of being a troll, not realizing, Hey, you're the focal point of this team. So when you come over here and you joke about, Hey, we just lost and we want to mock, a former two-time MVP who has a ring, right. who is a Finals MVP, who's got a uh, Defensive Player of the Year. He's got far more accolades than you, <laughs> and you want to mock him, but it's quite easy to pull up uh, the 2019 <laughs> Final uh, Conference Semis when he's running off crying. It's almost as if he's lost that passion for winning, and once receiving that MVP award, he's like, "Oh well, okay, I'm." I've reached the pinnacle of what I plan to do because he still hasn't been to a conference finals. That's true. He's been in the league nine years. That's true. He hasn't been to a conference finals yet, That's true. let alone the NBA finals. That's true. Like, the last time that he lost in a conference finals, he was crying. Right. Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe the last time yeah. was, or the last time that the conference semis that they lost was was when they got rid of Ben Simmons. Like, yeah. and they lost to Atlanta yeah that, it's that's like sick. where where's your emotion aren't you tired of getting bounced by the second round especially being named the most valuable player in today's NBA right right yeah yeah i, 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 I thought it was kind of corny but um i don't i don't think there's a real leader on that team no i already mentioned how james harden is yeah phenomenal talent but he's been known to shrink in big moments yeah. particularly in the playoffs And we saw it again in Game Seven. Yeah, we we also witnessed Joel Embiid. Like, call it what you want, man. Fifteen points from your star player who averages thirty-three. That's a fail. Yeah. Here,
0: here's the deeper question. If you don't trade Ben Simmons, and let's just say, let's say Ben, like he's really, he's been saying about his mental health challenges, right? Let's say you don't trade Ben, and Ben, you know, finds himself midway through the season is it a different turnout if you have a 610 point guard who is long enough to actually guard jason tato
1: does the boston celtics have to re-strategize um if you don't trade so there are a few things that need to happen for it to be an actual turn of events uh in my opinion one uh ben simmons was traded in part because of Joel Embiid's response to him missing yeah. or not taking shots, as well as Doc Rivers. So when you are the franchise player who they're trying to build around, and they had a two-man hit with it, Ben Simmons and Joel yeah. Um And then they brought in Jimmy Butler earlier that year, um, in like November of that year. And it looked like it was going to be a very solid core. and had some good key pieces like Tobias Harris. They um, had some young guys that were coming up. It looked like it was going to be a very... Solid core. Um, but when two of the focal point, points, the head coach and the the main centerpiece of the team are talking bad about you in public, it can kind of shake your confidence a bit. Yeah. Um, and then after Jimmy did not sign with them because they signed uh, Tobias Harris, then it's like Jimmy would have been the actual leader of that team. Right. Because he's been known to talk two teams in the locker room, uh, carry team, just his, his hustle. Heck, he's doing it now. He's doing it now in Miami. And he's right. done it ever since he's been in Miami. He did it in Minnesota. He was doing it in Chicago after Derrick Rose went down. Like, he's been an all-around tryhard. He's one that doesn't get enough credit because I think he does kind of the opposite of James Harden. Um, James Harden is a great regular season player, but oftentimes fizzles out in the playoffs. Right. Where Jimmy Butler, I think he coasts along in the regular season. And then when he gets into the playoffs, he channels his inner Michael Jordan and just <laughs> decides to try to carry the team to the next level.
0: J- Jimmy Butler is a special guy. Uh, I have... I really want them to beat the Celtics. So I'd rather play the Heat. But honestly, it, it's. I think it's time... Uh, to to deal with this guy right here, uh, I'm calling him Baby. Here, this is my nickname for him. <laughs> I'm saying he has the best lining in the NBA because it's never crooked, it's never off. I feel like he has a barber in the in the arena with him at all times. And I'm calling him the face of the East, Jason Tatum, six foot ten. I'm talking about a like flat foot, like real lengthy guy with some nice size, good athleticism. But this is what caught me. For the playoffs, we're talking about stepping up. He's averaging 30. uh, If you just look at his, basically, stats for this whole playoffs, 30 points, 46% uh, from the field, 35% from three-pointer, almost nine rebounds, one steal, and five assists. I mean, he has been – he's had a few drop-offs. I mean, uh, you know, with Philly, he had a seven-point game, and then he had a 19-point. But he really turns, like – what a superstar should do is i'm gonna amplify my play i'm gonna increase my output game seven i'm coming to win i'm shooting 60 percent from the three-point line 13 rebounds and he steps up he does it i mean whether you like the celtics or not jason tatum is a problem is the boston celtics the team in the east for the next five years
1: I think that question kind of centers around two things. One, whatever happens this this offseason with Jalen Brown, if he resigns, if he gets traded, um, if, if they stay together, which I think they should stay together, they are going to be a very strong team moving forward. The team to beat, also, I think it comes down to the Milwaukee Bucks. That was my pick to be in the finals. They got sat down in the first round, but I do think that they are going to be back. Um, I, after Joel was trolling Giannis, SportsCenter retweeted it, laughing, and Giannis said, what's so funny? <laughs> so I think we're going to see him come back. And I think he's going to be the MVP next season. I think he's taking them to the championship and going to get another finals MVP.
0: Hey, hey. But,
1: I think the Celtics young core is going to be something to, that's going to be a powerhouse in the East if they remain that one-two punch of JT and JB.
2: At all now, games. if JB
1: leaves, yeah, no, I don't think this Celtics team is going to be too much to fear um, anymore.
0: Some are saying Jalen Brown uh, would look really good in Houston and his own team. Or uh, I've heard reports of If you trade him to Portland and partner him with Damian Lillard, you know, you change the whole dynamics of the NBA. But I I agree with you. I think it's it all depends really on the sidekick.
1: And he's really not a sidekick. I mean, Brown is. He's a one. I think they're 1A, 1B. Yeah. Because in the games where Tatum struggled, Brown has showed up big. True. Um, And vice versa. I think they play off of each other very well. There's very few, very few teams that have two strong wings. True. Um, and, like, they're able to score so much because it's like you have to pick and choose who you're going to guard. True. Most, players, most teams only have one very good wing defender. Yeah. So if you're guarding JB, JT is most likely going off. If you're guarding JT, JB is getting his 25, his right. 26. He might go for 40. And either one of them can go for 40 on any given night. So that's the difficulty with them. Uh, Most teams, you might have a a big that's good and a guard that's good. You got two wings. They can pretty much do whatever they want.
0: So true. So true. We'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think their series begins Wednesday because Tuesday begins, yeah, L.A. Speaking of the L.A., uh, this is – we gotta talk about the kingdom has come, right? We gotta talk about <laughs> we gotta talk about LBJ and Anthony Davis. They start they were in 13th place in the West. They have mustered up and true, and you can argue that they were in a true 13th seed, that you know it was just more of a positioning because all the teams are basically separated by half a game, so you can move up quick, but they they were out of the playoff pitcher made it to the playoffs and has not just dethroned the hottest team in the West. They dethroned a dynasty. Not saying the dynasty is over because, you know, Steph, the way Steph and Clay, you know, Clay gets healthy. And I'll go, when we get to the go to say segment, it wasn't Steph's fault. And I'll be the first to say, Steph did everything he was supposed to do. Like Steph couldn't do anymore. You know, but if you don't get the typical buy-in, you know, and then, Looney basically became a non-factor. Draymond, you know, was halfway injured, and you know, then and Andrew Wiggins got injured. It was just the perfect snowstorm, right? To knock go to state out. But these two, with the additions of AR, Rui, uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, who else, who else is-, is coming off? Vanderbilt, Lonnie Walker the fourth. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, they have put on and assembled a, a masterpiece of a of a team to really not just make the playoff push, but a real uh, shot at winning a championship. And to me, LeBron gets his fifth ring. I don't think it. I don't think it changes the narrative, right? Like either you accept LeBron as whatever position you have him, or you don't. Like at this point, there's nothing else because he's already passed up every single stat you can almost think of. So it's either you have him at a position, uh, a slot, or you don't, right? But I do think it says, now, hey, look, you know, if your name is not Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, Kareem, Russell, okay, you know, you really shouldn't be, you know, dabbling in the go conversation.
1: What has the Lakers meant to you? What has the Lakers meant to me? Yeah. Ah. I don't know, that's kind of tough. So I didn't actually grow up a Lakers fan. Okay. Um, I was a T Mac fan. <laughs> so growing up, I'm I'm gonna assume that you're talking about these current Lakers. Days. Yeah, yeah, these current Lakers. Like I'm, I'm a brand fan.
0: So whatever. Bring it
1: yeah. to current day. Right. Um I think the Lakers this year did what was expected of Dallas at the All-Star Break. Um so mm-hmm. Dallas at the All-Star Break was sitting in like the, the four or five slot. Right. And it was expected, hey, you get Kyrie Irving, you get a second superstar to pair with Luca, then you guys can finish the season strong, wreak some havoc in the playoffs. They fell
2: completely
1: off to the point they didn't even make the play-in. And I don't even know if Luca played the last game of the season. If he did, he played very few minutes. And it was a must-win game that could have gotten them into the play-in. And they just kind of gave up. Uh, for which they were fined. Um, I think the Lakers had a rough start, but when I look back um, at the All Star break, after the post All Star break, they had the easiest strength of schedule. Um, a lot of games at home, and when they weren't at home, they were playing teams that were tanking. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of games versus like San Antonio, back to back games at home versus the Bulls, who had had an injured Lonzo. And I'm not taking anything away from them, but they got hot when they are supposed to. And they, they did what they were supposed to. Like, even post-All-Star break when LeBron was out for a few games. Like, they were winning without him. They were doing exactly what they were supposed to.
2: That's true. Because
1: I thought for a minute, I was like, oh, LeBron's about to sit. He's going he's gonna to phone it in after he passes Kareem on the record. And, like, he sat a few games and was like, oh, we got a chance to make it. <laughs> and they just lined things up uh very well to the point where their matchups just were like they played it very well. I don't know if it was intentional to play it that way, but they avoided very difficult first round matchups. Yeah. And was able to build more momentum. Um and even got additional media coverage because of people like Dylan Brooks trolling LeBron and then shrinking. It's like when when you're at a certain level, like you, you don't troll one of the people who are in the GOAT conversation as if he's hasn't done what he's done throughout the history of the league. It's like he's implemental to the to the fabric of the basketball story. It's true. And and you troll him and we barely know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> now you about to go play in Shanghai. Yeah, and <laughs> be like with you Dwight <laughs> Going to uh, join Dwight Howard on the on the Taiwan Tigers. Like <laughs> you best be careful how you talk to the king. <laughs> um, with that being said, they did uh they did beat the Warriors. I thought the Warriors were gonna force a game seven. Um, I thought it was gonna be good for basketball to force a game seven, have it come down uh the the king versus the chef and yeah. see who who wins in the game seven. I thought that would have been great for NBA, for the league, for basketball fans in general. But they got it done in six. They did what should have been done in, on the East. On mm-hmm. the East. End. And I do think that Denver's... I think Denver's probably going to be a little bit much for the Lakers in this next round. And I'll say why. Okay. Uh, so, I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop LeBron. The yeah. the greats, you can never really stop. But on that flip side, this is the first time that we've seen Denver be healthy. Like, and. Joker's pretty much entire career. He has never had uh, the healthy teammates that we knew they could be. Jamal Murray is a fantastic point guard. That's true. And he is a great number two option that has shown you that he can put 50 on your head if you're not careful. That's true. Michael Porter Jr., I thought, was the steal of his draft class. He was. He's he's getting paid like oh, it now, too. That's told people, well, yeah. <laughs> and this is the first season where he's truly been healthy to, like, show you what he can do. Uh, they have great defenders in KCP. Um, they've, they've got great role players as well as Jeff Green. Uh, people coming off the bench. They have a strong bench. Um, so, and AD, his health is always in question. And it's not like he's going against someone that's six six now. That's true. He's going against seven foot Jok- Jokic, two time MVP J- Joker, who just so he could put fifty three on your head. He can put several triple doubles and he can win games and he can he can do what needs to be done. And it's, they're not going to be able to double because he doesn't get doubled because he passes out of it. It's that's court true. business. And AD is going to have to pick him up just, just within half. So I, I think I, it's
0: going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle, but I this is where, and when we bring up the Joker segment, this is what I've been thinking. This is going to be the X factor. Nobody's going to see this coming. I think that's next. Yes, it is. So, you're right. You know, I've been looking at Joker and I've been trying to think, what can you do with him? Because he can pass, his IQ is as high as LeBron, maybe not as far as schemes, but as far as the flow of the game. Um, His touch is, you know, something for a big man we really haven't seen. Uh, He can shoot. You know, you can't leave him open on the three because he can knock him down. Uh, yes, he's not, you know, he doesn't have a 40-inch vertical, but when you're seven feet big like that, you really don't need one. He can just move you, right? Uh, what really can you do with somebody that can do mid-ranges? He can do hooks. I mean, like, I- I've been looking at just his game, and it's it's, it's a lot to handle. It's going to be a lot for AD. This is why I think the Joker goes down. Nobody's going to see this coming. This is going to be a hot take, and I'm going to send this to Zell afterward. Tristan Thompson and I know that sounds laughable but Tristan Thompson is going to play in this series because Tristan is the only true big man. I mean they have Gabe and they have I mean Vanderbilt, they don't really but he's not like a, a stocky big man they need somebody with some girth on that size you're going to see Double T back in the lineup and his only job is going to be wear Joker down I'm talking about hiccups, uh coming under screens. You're going to, to me, see, it's going to be a heavyweight boxing match. It's going to be like the heavyweight fights of the old. I don't see any team getting blown out. I don't see what happened in the last series and the series before that. There's, nobody's going to win by 30. Nobody's going to win by 20. It's going to be a hit for hit. The game is going to be a slower pace. It's not going to be running just hitting threes. You're going to have to literally take Denver out. But the only way to do that is to completely wear the Joker down. We can't, as far as guard play, Jamal Murray is fantastic. Uh, I'm glad he's back from injury. I'm glad he's having his best season post injury. You know, is it going to be a wash and D'Angelo? I mean, that's going to be basically whoever is hot at that moment. Jamal is going to do things. KCP is going to do KCP things. Uh, I don't, I, him and AR-15, they kind of, they have a lot of similarities. It's just going to depend on the flow of the game. We have Rui. Rui has length, right? Uh, We have Lonnie, but then they have, you know, Michael Porter Jr., as you stated. Still of the draft. They, a lot of teams passed up on him because of the back injury. But Michael Porter Jr. is for real. Like, that's not somebody you want to sleep on. But this is why Tristan Thompson, and I know this is going to be, this might not age well. But I'm going out on this. <laughs> Tristan Thompson is going to be the deciding factor. If he can get Joker out of his element, I'm talking about just a careless mistake, an unnecessary technical foul, and a possible ejection, we can take the series. Yes. Is he underrated? Yes. Overlooked? Yes. Is Joker ready? Joker stays ready. But I'm telling you, he he's going to be met with bodies. They're going to throw multiple bodies at him all day. And I don't trust that body of Joker against a well-athletic team like the Lakers.
1: Okay, I understand what you're saying. Because what you're saying kind of reminds me of uh, PJ Tucker. Yeah. He's not out there to score. Right. Um, but he brings you stuff that doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. Aside from the minutes played. He just aggravates your best player. Right. And uh, he, he does what he can to frustrate them. Like, one thing that I've noticed, not just this season, but, heck, last season. And last season when he was with Miami. Uh, the season before that when he was with the Bucks, He was guarding the best player most of the time. He was just out there. He's not going to give you more than five points. He's not. When he gives you when he becomes the scorer, it's like your, your stars are, as we seen in the last last game against Boston, when PJ Tucker is one of your leading scorers, your stars are shutting down. Right. Like he's out there to guard. He's out there to give Jalen Brown fits. He's out there to, to make Jason Tatum a little upset, to just try to distract him, throw him off his game. He's out there to run around and hustle, make those plays that don't show up, dive on the floor, frustrate you on rebound. Um, and I never thought of Tristan Thompson in that way. Uh, I guess he could potentially be that way. Uh, I don't know how laterally quick he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, not that Joker's super fast or anything. right? But what he does with the ball at his size doesn't look like he should be able to make the moves that he does. That's true. And they can be deceptively quick and deceptively good. He makes very quick decisions, and his decisions with the basketball are normally the right decision, and they happen so so quick that if you turn and look away, you missed him because the ball's already going through the hoop. MPJ's dunking. Aaron Gordon's dunking, like, landed in. Somebody's scoring, but I think if he starts to get fed up, then you're going to look to them to see uh, what Jamal Murray gets cooking. Because if Jamal gets hot early, They'll just play through Jamal. They'll let Joker be the decoy and play through Jamal. And when he starts to command the double team, that's when Joker is gonna split off and get his points.
3: That's true. That's true.
1: So many weapons on on either side. It should be an interesting one. Oh, yeah, many weapons. Denver is loaded. I'm look, I this is gonna be something I'm
0: gonna have to pray over because they're fully loaded. <laughs> is it over? Draymond Green, shout out to Draymond Game Podcast. Uh I actually like this podcast cuz Draymond really does not care what anybody thinks and he just talks about inside Golden State stuff. Is a little clip from it that really got What's me up, interested.
3: Everybody it's Draymond Green. Make sure you subscribe to the volume YouTube. Right, that's great. Of, uh, winning. Uh, on the, you know, ahead of us it's talking to Clay um as we were sitting at the table last night time Clay, stuff and myself just like how important and big of a summer this is like how how like locking in like how locked in we need to be like yeah this like no i don't think this is it i'll say it right here for you no I, this isn't it uh we plan on doing this thing again that's the plan obviously this is a business and things has to take place i get that but we plan on doing this again. But was just sitting at the table stressing the importance of like us coming in in shape and like being ready to go and like getting our bodies to the best space that you can get your body and like how big of a year this is for us next year. And the first thing he said, he said, "Hell yeah! Like, like I still want to be an all star again. I still want to win more. Track. I want to do all of these things again. Like, and last summer for me, it just wasn't like." Like that's my first summer in two and a half years a different summer, but I'm I'm ready to attack this summer. And like that was great. Number one to just be able to sit there and have that conversation. Like
0: All right. Dre brings up a lot of points, and I do think he's right. I don't think it's over uh for going state. Um I think, you know, obviously LeBron and Steph, when they when they meet, it's poetry emotion, it's always a classic thriller. Uh, But Golden State still has some years left. If they can do what they said they're going to do, obviously Iguodala announced on Sunday, actually Saturday, that he's retiring, right? So he's out of the picture. They have to bring roster. You can't, I mean, I'm not, and it's not a shot at Kevon Looney, but you have to think about who's going to truly add, like, depth to your team right you can't have everybody six foot three right so you can't have a jordan Poole, a gary payton uh a moses like they're all kind of the same player you know maybe little different nuances you need versatility and you need depth and as long as you keep the three uh with dre Steph, and clay you know alive and healthy you know and play there's a possibility there's a real possibility i'm not the biggest uh golden state fans so i'll turn it over to you is it over for GSW?
1: Uh, currently constructed, some things need to happen or else it will be over. All right. um, so there are two major points here. One of them is Klay Thompson. Um, he's not the same Klay that we've seen and, and times past. And we understand he's, he's suffered several injuries that have been like season ending and are difficult to come back by. All right. But like there are multiple games where... Throughout the playoffs, 10 points, 8 points, 2 for 11. It's like he's just not hitting. He's not hitting shots that that he's historically knocked down with without blanking. Like, you're like, wow, game six, Clay. Like, he's coming out to play right now. And we just have not seen that too much this playoff series. Um, You mentioned earlier that Steph was doing his thing. He was. He was carrying the load. Yeah. Uh, before JT scored fifty-one, he set the record for the game seven yeah. uh, of the Sacramento series with fifty points. Yeah, he, he came up big in the biggest moments, and at a time historically where Clay plays off of that very well and just answers back to back, you never know who's going to be your leading scorer. It was always predicted, predictable in this Lakers series anyway that Steph was going to lead the charge. I saw a clip where LeBron ran out to. Guard Clay, they passed the ball to Clay. And then he saw Clay and that's he funny. diverted and that's he funny. ran to Chase stuff Right. He let Clay shoot a wide open three. Yeah. This is one of the Splash Brothers. Yeah. And he missed the three. He missed
3: the three.
1: Yeah. And I understand the notion of shooters gonna shoot, but that jump shot needs to fall, Clay. That that that's your bread and butter. Like that's what you built your career on. That's what you're known as. Like that is who you are. And it's okay if you can't do the whole three and D. Thing, uh going back and forth but but the three-pointer shot like I, I have not seen LeBron I would have never expected to see LeBron start to run out and then say never mind or <laughs> Clay Thompson. Like if it, if it was Draymond Green, okay. Right. But Clay, no way, no way. The second part of that is that the young core that the Warriors do have failed tremendously. And I'm looking at Jordan Poole. (laughs) Jordan Poole flamed out so hot, that pool party is over. Like, uh, he should be ashamed about what he was doing in that Lakers series. It was embarrassing. It's like, dude, you are literally supposed to be the bench energy of of Steph. Like, when Steph goes out, you're you're supposed to be out there making things shake. People should be scared when the pool party comes out because it's splash time. Y'all thought y'all was getting a break. Now y'all get to come to the pool party. But pool party fizzled out. It was whack. Um, him, Moses Moody, Gary Payton's out there for defense. So I don't really think too much of him offensively. Uh, De Vincenzo. But, like, the young core that's supposed to help, I guess, carry them over the edge and do what AD was supposed to do with LeBron as you, like, transition leadership. Like, hey, all right, I've been carrying the load for – 15 years now or yeah. stuff's been in the league since oh nine 14 years now yeah. it's like eventually somebody's gonna step up jordan pool you've been out here for four years now you got a ring <laughs> you know what the series is like you you know what the playoffs are like. like it's time for you to step up in big moments clay's failing us right now um we need you to pick up the slack and like, we can't have two players that are that could easily get 20 points a game averaging single digits you just can't.
0: Sure. Time to make a trade. I said this, look, if the trade came down and Steve Ballmer had to give up somebody, if you could get Paul George for Klay Thompson just in a swap, <laughs> you know, like, I yeah, I think you have to consider it. Because Jordan Poole showed you not that the moment was too big, but that he didn't care. Like, his energy was completely off. Like, you know, it was almost like I'm gonna show Draymond how I really feel about this team, right? <laughs> In the biggest moment, I'm not gonna show up.
1: Yeah, know. that's another another guy who lacks discipline yeah. to me, and I hate to say that because he's a Michigan guy, go blue. Um, but like just seeing it, he he lacks discipline, similar to James Harden. Um, and if he's not gonna be accountable for himself, like we, we can blame it on the youth. Uh, he's still a young player, but we do expect once you win a championship and you're indoctrinated into this championship mentality with a team that has won, that has been to the finals more times in the last eight or nine years than than anyone else. That's it. Like, you expect this championship culture to kind of flow through you.
0: Uh, trade him, trade
1: him. It's yeah. a trade him a year or two. I saw, early. I saw Colin Kawh- uh Colin Cowherd, yeah, suggest the trade for um, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole for Malcolm Brogdon and Jalen Brown. Not uh, bad. Now I think it definitely plays out in the Warriors' favor <laughs> um, on that <laughs> one, uh, where, where I mean, hey, I know Andrew Wiggins will be missed, right? But having Jalen Brown be that extra, y- you know what he can do, right? And you know he's going to give it on both sides of the floor, and be able to carry you as your superstars age. He will be the emerging face of the face of the league. I or got one: league.
0: trade Clay for Zach Levine, and give the Bulls Jordan Pool just as an extra. And the reason why? Because Steph is going to be Steph. Like he doesn't have to worry about that. Draymond can still run the team defensively. Uh, But if you had a Zach Levine, an athletic guard, so you lose the possibility, you lose some three-point efficiency, not gonna lie, but the attack between him and Wiggins, that would just be a storm that you don't want to see, and Zach Levine can fit in, like we've seen him fit in with DeMar, we've seen him fit in in Minnesota, like he can play up under a superstar, you don't have to worry about off-the-court antics. If you're gonna trade clay, now's the time to trade Clay. I'm calling Clay, I'm calling Clay. And so many
3: people
0: are. All right, on to. <laughs> nah. Another one miss. lacking
1: some leadership. <laughs> Man. Right,
0: right. Serious we got accuracy. all this
1: talent and no leaders.
0: My guy. I know he's young. Somebody, Colin Cowher said today, he's what, 21? Is he Not- that young? I don't think he's that young.
1: No, no way.
0: He's 20, he's less than 24. Four.
1: he came in the league in like in 2019, probably at the age of 20. I think I think he was a sophomore in college. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, so he's okay. got to be 24.
0: 24. Yeah, you're right. So he's tw- 2019 sophomore. So even still, he would be. He's still a very young man. Look, young people make mistakes. You know, I don't hold that against him. What I hold against him is now this is mistake number two and you're setting a dangerous precedent for yourself, both physically and financially, right? Like flashing a gun on Instagram carries its own connotations. We have politicians that do dumb things like that. So I can't be hypocritical and say it's not done by, you know, very visible people. My concern with Ja is what if you incite retaliation? What if somebody feels like, you know, you flexing, I'm going to show you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I my, my hope and my prayer is that there's no harm done his way. You know, his basketball stuff, you know, yes, that's one aspect of it. I, I think his last suspension cost him $600,000. I don't want to see anybody lose money. But I'm more concerned about his safety, his health, his safety, right? Like, I think he's putting himself around a very dangerous element that nobody should be around, A, but that he himself isn't even accustomed to. I mean, he grew up in a nice environment, right? This should not be a part of his repertoire. And my fear for him is that Memphis is going to look at it and say, if there's anything more to this, do we want him to be the face of our operations? You know, if there's something that happens that we aren't aware of they do this investigation that they said they're doing now and some video resurfaces of an, an a felonious activity you know like ja has enough money well he'll stay out of jail but he'll be out the nba yeah you know what I'm what saying like that's that's the next step for ja like you're, you're gonna you're gonna be completely out like there is no one two three there's just one and maybe two you know so you know what what are your thoughts on ja
1: Yeah, so it's tough because he is a young man, um, and it's almost tough to feel sorry for. Because like after the first time, you're like, "Man, man, get a kid a break, man." He, He just made a mistake, right? But then you see extra videos on IG Live and him riding around, and now a new video surfaces with another gun. It's like, bro, like, why do you want the hood life so bad? Most players that make it to the NBA are doing so to pull their people out of the hood, not the other way around. Um, And it's like you are going to allow your peers to drain you of. We throw that term generational wealth around freely, but I don't know anyone who would consider who wouldn't consider a quarter billion dollars. As generational wealth. And that's just from his NBA contract. That's not including his Nike shoe deal. That's not including his Powerade deal. Which are highly jeopardized right now. Like they're all but gone. Like if this comes out negative. It's going to be like okay. Well you're now damaging our brands. And we're multi-billion dollar companies. Mm. Like we saw them drop Kyrie for his. For his beliefs. And for posting a. a a reel of a movie or of a book it's like they've dropped people for
2: less
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you just can't keep falling into the same trap and if you're Memphis it's like what what do you do like this is is our superstar we bet we bet on him to take us into the future
0: right it
1: was like Memphis has already had enough difficulties as a franchise. Mm. One, after coming from Vancouver, I actually recently found out that the reason Memphis is in the Western Conference instead of the Eastern Conference, I thought it was just like a a guideline of the Mississippi River. Yeah. No, it's it's actually not. That's not the reason. The reason Memphis is in the Western Conference is as a punishment. Because when they left Vancouver, it was like, well, we're going to keep you out West. So then that way, all your teams are going to have to fly further to get to their local games because no team is really close. Right. So I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Like the closest team is New Orleans? Yeah. Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, like, these are the closest teams. And it's like, wow. Um, but as a franchise, do you even want to try to keep Jai at that point? No. It's like I've never seen someone – continually have so much at stake and right. just continually try to try to mess it up. It's like, dude, tell your people to get off IG live or put the gun away and and stop trying to pretend to be hood. Yeah. Like you don't have to do this. You weren't raised this way. <laughs> right.
0: I I was thinking of I said as an organization you want what's best for the players and was best for the business. And the business is always going to win at the end of the day. Yeah. If I'm the Memphis Grizzlies organization and I'm looking at my roster and I see Jaron Jackson just won defensive player of the year, we're going to get rid of Dylan Brooks because he didn't give him, he didn't sign up on the deal that we have prepared for him. And Dylan Brooks is a good talent, but he's not, you know, something that we can't get on the market. Tyus Jones has proven himself to be a, some a, a good guard not just a backup role player you have desmond bain already and you got to get longer anyway instead of having duplicates right you trade john Morant, and it's gonna come off wow i'm thinking you trade john Morant, uh somebody like uh a, a Jalen, the Jalen brown or a uh oh man even in l.a you know uh a kawaii not kawaii it's kawaii's in there but like a paul george uh, you want him to be around veteran teams, so somebody that, you know, he can learn from, some veteran leadership, so an older roster, and you want him out of the environment. You want him away from it. Uh, and honestly, I would make the trade now. His value is still high. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, young. He's 23. He turns 24 on August 10th. So you can literally get 10 years out of this player. Why not? And even though I might come back to bite you because if he, you know, and I believe he'll turn it around and he'll pull it together and he could possibly win multiple championships. But if you're Memphis, you're thinking long-term and say, do we want to ride the storm out? I don't think you ride the storm out. I think you take it for what it is. You thank him for his service. You trade him, you get on the, on the phone. There are plenty of teams that will take this situation. Because after, because he's suspended for at least 20 games next season, right? So, they're not going to pay him anyway. You're going to save money because of the suspension. You shop him around and say, look, 2023 is a wash. 2024, you're going to be here. You sit him. Trade him off. Position your team to actually further advance. And, you know, look. Victor, when by, I mean, like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's just a lot of potential talent you can get for <laughs> well, I was going to say, do
1: you trade him for a top draft
0: pick? I trade him for a top draft pick because you can replace and I hate to say this, it's not worth here's what happens, worst case scenario let's say you know there are felony charges that could come down in a possible legal case they're going to associate that with the organization and they're going to say, hey look You know, Memphis Grizzlies allowed, didn't take it seriously, you know. And let's just say the first time getting away from the team, checking in Florida, let's say they do some investigation in that and, you know, it wasn't as kosher. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to come off really bad. Memphis has to think about the safety of the young man. He needs to be out of the environment. Obviously, Memphis has, has an environment that is too toxic. Get him out, get him safe. Get a clean slate with the organization. Trade John now while his, his uh, trade value and his stock is still high. Teams will take the sacrifice, particularly if you can make the numbers work. Make the numbers work. You get rid of him. You can get two, three players for Ja. Or two, three picks. Rebuild, rebuild under or around uh, Jaron and Tyus. All you need really is a perennial wing. You can run Desmond at the two. And you're back in the playoffs
1: so do you trade him in order to get him out of that environment do you have a select list of locations that he actually can go because i know uh there there are places that you might want to trade him to but he might find himself in similar situations if you trade him to chicago you trade him to atlanta you trade him to la or miami like he could very well find himself in similar situations there it's true um like, do, do you just try to trade him to Minnesota and hope that they'll give up Ant-Man, which they're not going to do? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not going to do
0: it in Minnesota. Yeah. Anthony Avers is a good guy. Anthony Evans would be a great pickup. Oh, yeah.
1: fantastic. Right. Fantastic. And can lead you back to the playoffs.
0: <laughs> That's true. You know what I was thinking? Trade him. No, nah, don't do that. I feel, you like me, I feel like that'd be almost... Trading one level, trading for Trey Young, just do a swap one on one. Give us so Trey. I,
1: I considered that too, and I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that puts Ja in a better situation. Yeah, like as as a man, as a man, like going from Memphis to Atlanta, more access to to NBA young boy. Right, right. Like, later. If later. he doesn't live here already, he's here often. <laughs>
0: right, I feel like it would just go worse. Or you could trade. You could trade him to the Spurs. Popovich is there. I thought about that.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know what you get in return. Maybe if, Picks. if they threw a top draft pick. Right. But if Pop gets the number one draft pick, he's going for Wimby. Spurs. I know. And I, I think he's going to want to coach Wimby over Josh. <laughs>
0: put a stamp on it. Look, just a quick word uh, from not our sponsor for this little video break. We'll be back with our closing thoughts. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. All right, look, guys, subscribe. Look, closing thoughts. um, I'm closing that thoughts, and I'll turn it over to you. Denver, LA is going to be an amazing series. Is going to be spectacular. It has all the makings of a true playoff bout. It's going to be one for the ages. It's going to come down basically to Joker and AD. AD is going to, this is going to be the series where we either say AD really has become the like anchor in the face of the Lakers going forward, or, you know, this could break a lot of hearts, right? Uh, Miami and Boston, you know, I love Jimmy. I love his heart. but I mean, let's be honest with like Jason Tatum is too much. This hit is too much, really, for anyone in the league at this point. Like, LeBron is really going to have to, you know, get rest and do it a lot because he's just – he's young, he's strong, he's big, and he he doesn't really have a weakness in his game other than he's too nice at times. Mm. You know, like, because he's not. He's not a jerk. He's, he's nice. He likes to laugh. He likes to play around. That's really his weakness is because he's a nice guy. But, honestly – uh, we're going to be in an, an amazing Western Conference, Eastern Conference finals. I project that the Lakers are going to play Boston and it's going to come back to
1: the LA Boston series. And that series is going seven with two overtimes. What are your closing thoughts Man, on it? You must have caught the uh, NBA script because I heard it's 17 championships apiece and they're trying to see who's the winner of winners. <laughs> um, I think it, I think Boston's going to get there. Um, no shame or no shade to Jimmy Butler because I think he's going to play amazing. Uh, but I think having two wings of JT and JB is going to be a little bit too much for Miami to to take on. Yeah. I um, mean, I don't think – I think Strauss might have one good game, but I don't think he's going to be locking up JB and scoring 40. Uh, I don't think Calar is going to be doing that either. It's like Jimmy Butler is going to get his. He might score 40, but – you might see him like how he was in a bubble against LeBron being tired from trying to carry the load mm-hmm. by himself. Uh, so, yeah, I think Boston's coming out the East probably in about six games. Um, I think the Nuggets are coming out the West for six or seven. And we're going to flip the coin to see who wins it all. Is, is this Joker's year? Is this his time? Like two MVPs, like a healthy squad, It's your time to shine, Joker. I think that's what it is.
0: Your time to shine. With that being said, y'all, this is Mornings with Cody. It is with his podcast. We're going to appreciate my guest, TJ K Banks. It's your boy. Follow him on the gram. It's your boy TJ and his own podcast. What was the license? What's it called?
1: The Beige Brothers. Check us out, man. Check us out on Facebook right now. We'll be coming to YouTube and some other platforms very soon. The Beige Brothers. Shout out to all the Beige brothers like myself. Yo
0: cvmk i gotta put it in the search bar and it pops up i want you to subscribe i want you to let us know what do you want us to cover next and when lebron gets it i'm gonna have just an amazing episode dedicated to the number five right we'll talk about (laughs) the number five what it means for nba legacy But until next time guys thanks